0: Previously on Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. So Bambi has left Khaled's laboratory and relayed the medical examiner's report, as it were.
1: Maybe we could use Greg's ability to detect thoughts. Why don't we bring Nadim downstairs? Nadim is seated.
2: I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts, and I'm going to fart to the tune of a sharp
0: C. You get the briefest sepia-toned flash of shatan pinned underneath the portcullis and both of Nadim's hands gripping a tabard for dear life.
2: Listen, buddy, just tell us the truth.
0: I hated his stupid guts. He was always hitting us. He made us do chores all the time and studying all the time. I found him on the stairwell. He was pinned, so I took off my tabard and I wrapped it around his stupid neck. I just kept pulling until he stopped moving. I put the tabard in the
1: wall, and
0: then I went back to bed.
2: I say we pretend like we
1: didn't hear you. Mr. Hawk, where were you last night at around 10 p.m.? In bed. Greg. There is nothing,
0: no surface-level thoughts whatsoever. Are you particularly religious? I am practiced in the rituals of the Nine Hells, if that will be all. And he starts walking away. Do you have another detect thoughts? One left. Bambi, you're looking for daggers and poisons and such.
2: I guess I'll
1: just search each bed one by one.
0: There's only one tabard in Naeem and Nadim's stuff. Also an extra blanket and an extra pillow under Hawk and Raida's beds.
1: Before I
2: go downstairs, I want to peek into Shatan's room.
0: There is a strong scent of perfume. You remember that smell was on Raida. This is your big reveal moment, everyone. It is nearing dawn. Who's going to give the speech? Bambi, would you like to tell
1: them what you found? Well, first off, There was a big echoey room, and nobody heard anything. We detected that there was some cleric work, specifically a silencing spell. You know, it's strange that you say that, Bambi, because Hawk, you know how to cast ritualistic clerical spells. Tell us, did you like your master?
0: I will not indulge in this fantasy. Greg? You are able to detect the thoughts of everyone but Hawk and Raida.
1: I'm gonna do the most Hannibal thing I have ever done. Walk up to Raida and give a big ol' sniff. That is a gorgeous scent. You know, it's real weird that I would smell the same thing in your master's bedroom. When my cohort here and our master, Khaled, inspected the body, it looked like there were two different stab wounds done with different force. Now, who is the strongest acolyte in the room? All eyes turned to Raida. My hypothesis, Hawk planned and organized it, and Raida carried out the physicality.
0: Yes, we killed him together, but Hawk didn't plan it, I did. Hawk is naive and overly emotional, and I don't blame him for Shatan's unfortunate appetites. But Shatan had to die. His infidelity was an insult to me. There are lines you don't cross. I knew I could count on Esma's incompetence to have the night to ourselves, but Shetan was among the most powerful spellcasters in a nation, possibly the world, but what do you do when you can't move your arms or speak the words to cast those spells? So I brought poison to paralyze him, I brought the knives to deliver it, and Hawk, who does in fact know the silence spell, waiting at the bottom of the stairs months of sharing his bed, indulging his disgusting urges. All I had to do was walk into his room and tell him it was time. Then I brought him downstairs. I don't remember, was it you or Mihawk who stabbed him first? Oh, right, you stabbed him first. I dragged his filthy body up the stairs, reset your silly trap, and threw him under. And then we just left him there. Oh, and if you're wondering where the knives are, check the kitchen, where you were dumb enough to keep us under guard with a construct and half your attention. So, now that you know about our little plot, what happens next, I wonder? Sir?
1: Boss? With your words, sir.
0: Don't make too much of a mess, and certainly don't hurt the books. Hawk pulls something out of his shirt pocket, and slams it to the ground. And a blue-skinned fist, covered in deep red fur, breaks through the floor, sending shards of reality spraying upward and hanging in the air. And with a flex of fiendish muscle, pulls the rest of the large ape-like body through the hole. It rears back, one arm pounding its chest. And that's where we'll be picking up. Welcome back to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. I'm Scott, he, him,
1: and I'm the DM. Hi, I'm Tommy, he, him pronouns, and I play Lieutenant Banked Marceau.
2: Hi, I'm Desambra. she, her pronouns, and I play Greg.
3: Hi, I'm Lena, she, her, and I play Sanjana. Hi,
1: I'm Jin, they, them, and I play Bambi.
0: Quick note for the listeners, Jin wasn't able to join us for this recording session, so we're going to be Bambi-less this episode. Hopefully that doesn't disappoint too many of you. Let's start combat. We are at the top of the initiative order. And at the top of the initiative order is Esma. So first thing Esma is going to do, cast mage armor on herself and then use her conjurer benign transposition ability to transpose out Naeem or Nadim, Naeem or Nadim. Uh... (laughs) Choose one. (laughs) (laughs) This is a real Sophie's choice for her.
1: Which one do you like
0: better? <laughs> which child is more precious? Well, let's just say that Naeem is wearing his full uniform and Nadim is not. So she's probably going to pick up Naim, All right. And she is going to transpose herself, putting herself a little bit closer to the demon, but pulling Naeem back to her original position, which is closer to the stairs. Cool. And then she is going to use her move action to get herself a little farther away. With that, we are going to switch to the next person in the initiative order, which is Hawk. Caca. Don't do that. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. How could you? You monster.
1: He'll be fine.
0: Hawk is going to...
1: Let me just check the spell. Hold on. I love how we all got horrible initiative.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he is going to use his free action, because it's just talking... To say, some horrible garbled mess. I want everybody to make a wisdom saving throw. Because all of you just heard the true name of a powerful demon. Oh, perfect. Eight. I did worse.
3: Sanjana got a seven.
0: <laughs> perfect. <laughs> i roll for Bambi. Successful save.
3: I rolled a 22.
0: Nice. Everybody's taking three psychic damage. Except Bambi, who will take one because human-ish. So those who failed their save, banked and Sanjana, you are now frightened. So conduct yourselves accordingly. You cannot approach the thing that you just learned its true name. But that does invoke disadvantage on the Balgros save to go wild. That is his free action to just merely mention the name. And now Hawk is going to use a spell. A yellow sphere of gas starts to billow out from the spot under Coed's feet, which is within 20 feet of all of you. I need everybody to make a constitution saving throw. 15.
3: Huh. Ooh, nice. Sanjana got 17.
0: Ooh. Fancy. Pretty good.
3: Greg got a nine.
0: Ooh, not as good. For Bambi, Bambi rolled a base 17. Everyone who failed their save, Greg, You are going to have to spend their turn um, vomiting.
2: Ew.
1: Should have been a paladin.
2: Cool. So Greg's
3: just in a corner vomiting.
0: (laughs) Sanjan, it's your turn now.
3: Now, frightened, I have disadvantage.
0: You have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target of your fear, and you can't move toward it. Uh, You have to either stay put or move away.
1: Well, we could also attack the other two people, Not if they are behind the demon, which they are. Oh, are they behind the demon? They are.
0: Hmm. You don't think that Hawk would summon a demon behind him, do you?
1: Out of curiosity, do we re-roll the saving throw after, or does it naturally happen? Every round that you are in that stinking cloud. No, 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 I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about the frightened. Oh, the frightened. Is it after every round, or is- Explain
0: to me how you intend to shake it off during your round, and we'll give it a shot. Okay, sure.
3: All right, Sanjana's going to use her action to transform into hag form. Cool. Because you know what? This is how I really feel. I'm going <laughs> to shake this off. I don't like quaking in my boots. This isn't how I go.
0: So Sanjana is going to get about a foot taller but hunched down. Face is going to elongate and jaws and the smile is going to widen into rows of jagged teeth. And the arms are going to lengthen and extend, and the hands are going to enlarge with fingers reaching much longer, and the nails growing black and long. The purple color markings on your skin are going to expand and cover over your skin, and you are now a full-fledged night hag.
3: So I want to know, do I, have any, do I have any movement to move out of the cloud?
0: Sure, you can definitely move out of the cloud.
3: But understand, she's stepping cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you stalking through the yellow mustard gas like a shark. We can almost hear the dead as you bob and weave through the stinking cloud.
3: Exactly. Put me a cool out of the cloud.
0: That brings us to the Balgra's turn. So the Balgra is going to make his save to break free of Hawk's control at disadvantage, and that is a five. So the Balgra is going to accept its orders that were made in a terrifying language. And it is going to charge forward, grab up Khaled in its big apey arms, and make a direct dash for the window. Oh, come And go crashing through it into the courtyard in the front of the building. As Khaled is being carried off, you hear him say, I could use some help here! <laughs> and crashes through. It'll be fine, I'm sure. All right, Banked, you're up.
1: Cool. So I'm going to use my action to Radiant Soul. um, uh, Necrotic Soul? I I forgot exactly what we called it in Homebrew. Necrotic Soul, yes. Necrotic Soul, yeah. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to use my movement to go 30 feet up in the air.
0: So since this is the first time you are using this ability, let me paint a mental picture for you. Sure. Although the cloud of stinking yellow mustard gas is still present, everyone watching Banked, you'd see this swirl... And you see, poking through the tops of this stinking cloud, black kyanite wings unfurled with each feather made of a single kyanite shard. And there is a flap, and Bank's form rises up, and as he exits from the yellow mustard cloud, there is an oppressive weight that falls over the battlefield.
1: So for one minute or until I end it as a bonus action, I have a flying speed of 30 feet. Once per turn, if I attack or do a spell, I deal an extra four additional radiant damage to one target.
0: Except in our case,
1: it's necrotic. It is necrotic in this case. So that is my action. Okay. And as my bonus action, I am going to point at Hawk, and I'm going to Hexblade's Curse him.
0: Tell me about what that means
1: for me on a mechanical level. Sure. So once per short rest as a bonus action, which is what I'm doing it as, one creature I choose within 30 feet, I curse it for one minute. Uh, Against the cursed target, I deal an extra two bonus damage on damage rolls. And if I hit with my sword, I deal critical on a 19 or a 20. And if I kill the cursed target, I regain eight HP.
0: So has anything happened for Hawk? Is he impaired in some way, or is it just stuff that benefits you? It's like Hunter's Mark. Oh, great. So basically, I have nothing to uh, worry about, and it's all on your end.
1: Yeah, he doesn't save. It just happens.
0: Cool. So you have risen out of the stinking cloud with your oddly iridescent black wings. No, I'm having fun. You're like a majestic bird. (laughs) Made of gemstone. This is where we come up on Bambi's turn. So no one is around to see it, however. Bambi's eyes roll. The back of her head, and Bambi finds herself in the dreamscape. And as she's looking around scared and confused, Thumper is there waiting for her. I I didn't pull you in, I swear. I swear this wasn't me. And we'll find out more about what happens to Bambi's psyche in a future one shot that we will do possibly as a Patreon exclusive, when slash if we have a Patreon, or perhaps as a subscriber incentive. I suppose we'll find out in the future. So, what does this mean for the rest of you? In the stinking cloud, all of you are going to hear this sort of odd clicking noise. Little swirls of this stinking cloud are going to move as this small stumbling frame starts to move toward the edge of the cloud. Anyone who is outside the cloud, which I suppose would be banked, is going to see a little prematurely gray-haired woman's head pop out of the cloud, twitching and clicking.
1: Do I recognize Bambi, or does it just look... Oh, it's definitely Bambi. (laughs) okay.
0: (laughs) The eyes have rolled back.
1: Well, that's terrifying.
0: It sees movement out of the corner of one eye, and all of a sudden that twitching, clicking stops it readjusts focus and leaps out and bounds toward Hawk and pounces on him. And is going to attack with two claws and a bite. So that is 16, 18, and 17. All three of them are going to hit.
1: I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Pretty cool, though. I'm a flying angel of death, and still, somehow, I'm terrified of that.
0: (laughs) So that is going to be seven piercing damage for the bite, and six damage for the first claw, and seven damage for the second claw, and Hawk needs to succeed on a saving throw, and he just makes it. So Bambi has now pounced on Hawk and pushed him to the ground and is now ripping and tearing and biting for his throat and just tearing chunks out of his arms. That brings us to Raida. She's going to look banked directly in the eyes. Sure. Throw out one of her hands and a shadow encompasses her hand. She closes her fist and a blade appears in her hands that, is very small, very thin, very light, but it leaves this trail of black behind it. It's kind of cool. And she stands up and she points to you and she chucks it at you.
1: Oh, interesting. I'm
0: assuming an 11 does not hit you.
1: An 11 does not hit me. The shadow blade passes right
0: by you and then fizzles out and reappears in her hand. Sure. And as her movement action, she stood up and moved towards you. So that is the end of Raida's turn. Greg, you're up. Well, more precisely, you're vomiting.
2: I'm vomiting in a corner. Um,
0: (laughs) How does that feel, Greg?
2: Oh, just wonderful. I I mean, it's it's definitely reminiscent of, of some of my earlier days.
0: You do have to spend your action vomiting, but you do get to move.
2: I'm going to try to move away from the cloud of disgusting spelling stuff.
0: That is a plan right there.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Where do you intend to move to?
2: Is there shadow or shade or like... I, I feel like the last we left, you said it was almost daylight?
0: Yeah, it's that sort of like pre-dawn gray right now. The sun could peek out at any minute, at any second.
2: Turning off to a corner. And as I go, they're like, I'm vomiting.
1: <laughs> just making a real mess.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just cover. I it. shall
1: use my bonus action to regurgitate. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just, just a giant oversized vomiting turtle trying <laughs> to get to a corner away from windows. <laughs> That's an
3: image. Oh my gosh.
2: I hope everyone is eating right now. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Like, you know, when you have like the red Kool-Aid and then you get
1: sick
0: <laughs> <sighs> All right. So that's going to be your turn, Greg. Thank you. Unless you have a bonus action you can use.
2: Uh. Am I allowed to?
0: I mean, yes. Your action is taken by vomiting. Your movement is movement. You've also got a bonus action. Do you have any spells that require a bonus action? Do you have healing word? Do you have a mop? (laughs) (laughs) Can we have that be the episode title? Do you have a mop?
2: (laughs) I've got bardic inspiration. Does that help anyone? Like, who wants to be inspired by the the tortle over here? I'm going to give Sanjana some bardic inspiration. You're just so overjoyed by the the, the sight of me vomiting in a corner.
1: The vomiting is the inspiration?
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's just going to be like, I'm so inspired.
1: Uh,
0: Oh, boy.
2: Obviously, I have to fart to get this out.
0: Of course.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so there's just like... Stink coming out of both ends. Uh, Uh Jeez! Now you're inspired.
0: Sanjita, you truly do feel inspired by this.
3: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Feel it in my bones. (laughs) You're
2: welcome.
0: So our tween guests are going to make a run for the stairs. They're going to run, run, run straight into the stinking cloud because nobody said they were smart.
1: God, no. (laughs) No.
0: So that brings us to the top of our initiative order once more. Esma is up. She is going to make a direct move. And do I want to use the spell that she most wants to use in a library?
3: Protect the
1: books.
0: I'm going to say that's not her problem.
1: Oh, God, please no.
0: She is going to level a fireball on Raida. Which, because she is blinded by rage, is going to encompass not only only Raida, but also herself, Hawk, and Bambi. So, let me make four dexterity saving throws. Raida is going to fail. Bambi is surprisingly going to succeed. Wow. Esma is going to fail. And Hawk, who is prone, is definitely going to fail. Hold on! I gotta get more
1: D8. I gotta get more D6s.
3: Are any of our guys clumped up together?
1: As in, are any of us clumped up together?
3: Yeah, cause I I'd like to try a spell, but I don't want to cook anybody.
1: Like last time. <laughs> well, I think Bambi's real close to Hawk and maybe Raydio. I know definitely to Hawk.
3: Ugh. How's Bambi's deck?
1: All right. Let's do this. I keep complaining you have spells.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm like, hmm.
1: The funniest part is that you have more spells than me, too, on top of that. (laughs) Let's see, let's see.
0: Well, it could have been worse. 22 damage. When the flames clear, Raida appears singed, but okay. Esma is looking pretty rough. She just lit herself on fire in rage. Hawk is a crispy marshmallow. And Bambi is singed, but you can't really tell whether she actually felt it or not. But she's a little bit on fire. Now, let's talk about the library. You now have about four burning bookcases. Uh, Let's just say that Hawk is crispy now. That is Esma's turn. That was probably a bad idea on her part. Hawk needs to make a death saving throw. Fails, Sanjana, you are up.
3: Great, the one who's all about fire is in a room of fire that can't be on fire.
0: Yo, dog, I heard you like fire, so I got some fire for your fire for your fire. Yeah, it's an old meme, but it checks out.
3: <laughs> nah, how far are we away from like any source of water, like the kitchen, or
0: you know, the kitchen is two floors down. I'll tell you what, you know where the zombies are kept. They would be in the south tower. If you can get to the zombies, you can organize them into a bucket brigade.
3: Um, sure.
0: Uh, the skeletons would be faster, but they're a little farther away.
3: Let me do the skeletons, but I also want to do... Can I mage hand a, a bucket of water?
0: You can mage hand a bucket of water, but you don't have a bucket of water right now.
3: Mm. Okay. So let me go get the skeletons. And I'm going to mm-hmm. tell everybody else... Keep going. I'm going to take care
0: of the fire. Awesome. Tell me about your movement speed. Uh, 30 feet. So now we know what you're doing. You are going to dash toward the south tower. You're going to take these steps, jumping down three steps at a time with your long, lanky, back-folded legs. At times, using your claw fingers to grip the sides of the tower walls and push your body forward to get more speed out of the... Uh, going down the stairs. You pass the first floor, and then you head down into the basement, moving toward the skeleton-holding ho- pens. Brilliant. And that is your entire action. Oh, by the way, as you pass by one of those South Tower windows, you do see Khaled flying in the air and flying green beans of energy at this Balgora.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice! Sanjana, Sanjana thinks in her head, fist bump.
0: That effectively takes Sanjana out of combat. Next up in the order of the initiative, the Balgura is making his moves, Khaled is making his moves. That is the fight that you witnessed outside, lots of high-level spells being flung about and lots of punching. Uh Bent, you're up. How's Rayita looking? She's still standing and she's doing just fine.
1: And Hawk is making death same terms.
0: Oh Hawk is is crispy. He is um... Oh
1: he's he's dead
0: Yeah. Have you seen Deadpool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sexy. Sort of that guy in the lab, sort of a feel.
1: Ooh. (laughs) eh, Okay, cool. So if that's the case, then I regain eight hit points. So I'm back up to full. I
0: thought you had to kill him.
1: No, it's just if he dies. Cool. That's a neat ability. Yeah.
0: All right, so you're going to regain eight hit points. Did you have them to regain?
1: I was four down for some reason. I don't remember why.
0: Oh, uh, because Esma. Oh, that's right. Esma tentacled you. That's right. Esma gently caressed you with hellish black tentacles. I'm sure it wasn't mentally scarring at all.
1: Yeah, I know. It's fine. I've been through worse, honestly. Okay, so I'm going to elongate my longsword, and I'm going to fly at Raida, and I'm going to plunge as much of my longsword into her as I can.
0: Roll attack roll for
1: me. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Alright, Stewie. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I am... Uh should i do it should i do it do it do it do it do it i'm also gonna burn a branding smite that's a paladin spell isn't it it is but with hexblade you get spells and so one of them i get branding smite a paladin spell fancy yeah i know right uh that is a 25 to hit that'll do cool that is nine points of magical slashing damage on top of nine points of radiant damage awesome
0: that's 18 total
1: Yes, that is correct. 18 total.
0: It hits. You do plunge your sword deep into Raida's chest, and she just looks at you, and grins as a little bit of blood trickles down her teeth.
1: I'm going to wink at her. <laughs> I'm going to spend my the rest of my movement to wink. <laughs> right. So. Oh, but, but I'm sorry. By the way, I do an extra 4 points of radiant damage because of my necrotics st- are or- Necrotic damage because of my necrotic soul. I totally forgot about that.
0: You know, you got to keep track of your abilities, and I'm supposed supposed to keep track of mine. (laughs) Oh, by the way, for our listeners, speaking of me forgetting to track my stuff, I did forget, actually, that Bambi had a level of exhaustion and should have been having disadvantage on all of those checks she rolled last session. She has exhaustion from what? Uh, From experiencing Calypso's
1: death. Oh, oh, wow, that was such a long time ago, I actually forgot about that.
0: I know, right? I did
1: too. Also, we totally <laughs> forgot about Bump. Bump was in the room. Where is Bump, Bump was in the room? Bump was in the room. I was like, hey, Bump, guard the door. And he was like, okay.
0: <laughs> I don't think he ever said okay. I think it was more of Lugslides of bro.
1: Yeah, that's, you're probably right.
0: Wait, he was in the room, which room?
1: Yes, he was guarding the room inside to make sure no one could leave. Oh, this room? Yes. The library? Yes. Oh.
0: Well, I'm 100% certain that Bump is now outside trying to beat the tar out of a demon.
1: Oh, because he jumped out to try to help? Cool. Of course. Because, bro. <laughs> Fixing the timelines. Fixing the timelines.
0: Yes. <laughs> retcon. There's a song about retcon, right?
1: I'm going to have to look that up. I, I don't know. I'm sure there is. By the way, Raida also cannot become invisible. Just to let you know. Branding's might.
0: That is very interesting. Yeah. That was one of her prepared spells.
1: Yeah, that's actually why I thought of that, because I also have invisibility. (laughs) Well, damn you, sir. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. But it's Bambi's turn now. Bambi is going to barely look up as she's burning, not going to even acknowledge that their clothing is on fire, and is just going to reach down and grab Hawk's throat with her jaws. and bite down there's this squelching noise and she lifts up her head and tears a string of muscle and artery along with her there is just barely the faintest of gurgle as the blood drains onto the carpet from hawk's body and he has now failed three death saves hawk ain't coming back and bambi proceeds to consume him as much as she can in six seconds
1: that's exciting Raida
0: is going to grin with your kyanite sword firmly lodged in her chest and she is going to whip at you with her shadow blade and because it is the early pre-dawn light it is dim in here which means she gets advantage I'm assuming a natural 20 is going to hit you natural 20 hits and because this spell is insane you're going to take 48 psychic damage oh no save 15 points of psychic damage Sure And she is going to use her move action To grab at your kyanite blade And pull it out of her chest And just take a step around you Yeah <laughs>
1: Just maneuvering, just battle maneuvering Sure, sure As she did that, from my reaction oh, yes. I'm so sorry No, it's, it's totally okay
0: There is one more thing that she can do Sure, sure As a bonus action She's going to pull a bead out of her pocket, and she's going to throw it down to the floor. When it cracks, there is a flash of lightning, and now, as I roll a d6, surrounding her stand four small, sort of weird bat-ape-pig-dog-looking things. Imagine, if you will, the original Ghostbusters movie, the dog statue things. Yeah. Those. Four Mm. of those.
1: Gross. (laughs)
0: Yeah, except kind of green and with pink face. And you can't just shut the closet door on this one and throw your coat over
1: it. (laughs) By the way, I wanted to say that as my reaction to her hitting me a while ago, I wanted to use my second-level Hellish Rebuke. That is a save on Raida's part for a dex 14 she needs to beat. She made it. Okay, cool. So in that case, she takes half a 3d10. Okay. So 13...
0: Divided by 2 is 6. So, i is going to take another 6 points of fire damage. Cool. righty. That brings us to Greg. Greg, it is your turn. You are done vomiting. The stinking cloud has disappeared with Hawk's death. The battlefield is now open to you. You see that there are a lot more demons than there were before. And there's also your little friend, Bambi, chewing on a dead guy. And banked in... A slap fight with Raida.
1: Smack, smack. Smack, smack. Beautiful.
0: Also, there's a lot of fire.
2: Yeah. I feel like after previous sessions that Greg is not so fond of fire.
0: Fire bad.
2: He's like, oh, I've learned my lesson after 350 years.
0: You keep getting older. Every time you mention it, you went from like 150 to 300. Now you're 350.
2: Yeah, he's like 400 years old. Of
0: course. 450, why
2: not? Listen, I'm like 400 years old.
0: We're going to find out later that Greg is actually only 30 and he's just living a really hard life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, age is just an illusion. It's just a number. (laughs) So he's got his, like, vampire cape. He's gonna like wipe his face off a little bit, which means that he's gonna have like crusty like vomit on his vampire cape for like the next ten sessions. It's a beautiful sight. He he of looks course. so very scary vampire.
0: The same crushed velvet that you use for the runes. Of
2: course. <laughs> of course, gotta have that crushed velvet. Makes me look <laughs> like a vampire, like Nosferatu or whatever.
0: <laughs> so what do you want to do with your turn?
2: So, I think he's going to try to snuff out some of the fire with prestidiv... What is the word?
0: Prestidigitation.
2: That word!
0: Think of it as presto with your fingers.
2: Presto. Yeah, he's going to say presto. It says that I can snuff out a small campfire.
0: I'll say that you could probably snuff out a shelf of books. Not like the whole bookshelf, but one shelf.
2: One shelf. One shelf!
0: A shelf of burning books is equivalent to a small campfire.
2: Is there a specific set of books that we care about a little bit more than others?
0: Uh, the expensive ones?
2: All right, so he's gonna look to see which ones are more expensive looking, so obviously the ones that look all gold or whatever.
0: Perfect. Throw me a perception check just for kicks and giggles.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I rolled a 17.
0: So there's one particular bookshelf that is uh, across the way, you can just reach it in time, that does have some very fancily decorated books. And you remember seeing the shelf before because you have actually looked at some of the books on this shelf because they're illuminated manuscripts and they have cool drawings of like snails wielding javelins and stuff in the margins. And you know that they're fancy and expensive.
2: Cool. So apparently I'm really into snail pictures.
0: (laughs) You know about illuminated manuscripts. Oh,
1: baby, those snails.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, love those snail pictures. Oh, those glistening shells. Oh, baby, yeah, you hold that javelin.
0: (laughs) I believe to a snail it's called a penis dart. (laughs) Good. (laughs) That is actually how they mate. They do try and dart each other in the face.
2: Wait, like a javelin?
0: Yes. Snails press themselves foot to foot, body to body, oh. and then they like move their heads around to try and jab each other with their penis darts. Awesome. They're actively trying to stab each other in the face before they mate.
2: Oh my god, imagine if humans did that.
0: So yeah, exactly like humans.
2: They're just like, woo, gonna hit you in the face. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so we're gonna do that. And then he's going to, because he can give Bardic inspiration again, he's just gonna, like, dole that inspiration out. Like, just, like, psh.
0: Make it rain.
2: Yeah, he's gonna make it rain. Yeah, he's gonna give it to Banked, and he's, like, Ooh. not happy about that, but he's just gonna be like, bam, be inspired.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna look at Greg, and I'm gonna be like, really, you're, you're inspiring me? I'll make you proud, ba- uh- uh- Greg. I almost said my name. That's really funny. <laughs> I'll make you proud. I'll make you proud, I swear. <laughs> And I'm
2: just like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, whatever. Although it would be kind of fitting Banks saying his own name instead of somebody else's.
2: So inspired by myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I am
1: awesome. (laughs) That's a good bard idea.
2: I love it.
0: (laughs) All right. As that last of the stinking cloud clears, we're going to finally uncover the tweens at the top of the stairs, coughing, wheezing, and also crying with snot dribbling down their noses because they just ran face first into mustard gas. One of them upchucks a little, but, you know, he holds it in because he's a tough man. 11-year-old, but whatever.
1: Oh, no, no, no.
0: That brings us back to the top of the initiative order. The next turn is Esma, and she is going to attack the demons. She would know about their weaknesses and immunities, so she is going to use magic missile, but she's going to cast it at the fifth level. Strike the first stretch, the one that is farthest from her. Dealing 18 damage right away, exploding the Dretch into a pile of ichor. And she's going to shout something in abyssal, which you assume, banked unless you speak abyssal, is something terribly offensive. And all of the dretches are going to meerkat hop up, turn toward her, and start scratching their paws and clicking, and start bounding toward her. She also gets her benign transposition. A hole in the floor is going to open up beneath her. She's going to fall through and then appear 30 feet back and pop right back up out of a new hole... So the dretches are following her except for the one that she exploded. That brings us to Hawk getting eaten. Sanjana. Yeah. As you round another corner of the stairwell leading down, you're now just passing into the basement level and there's this one little window. You hear this clarion cry. <laughs> This stitched golem Charging forward And linebacker tackling The Balgura demon And there's a lot of flurrying, punching, and biting From the demon on this creature
3: Nice going, boss
0: I will say this The demon is doing far better At surviving a whole bunch of high-level spells Than you would expect Just putting it out there uh, The tides may turn But it looks more even than anything else at this point Uh
3: well, how much time does he have? Do you think I can get to talk to the skeletons?
0: The longer you wait, the more beat up he and Bump are going to be.
3: Oh, Bump! All right, so because backtracking doesn't seem like a very smart idea at this point. That's just losing time for both sides. But if I'm closer to them, I get them organized and come right back. Sanjin is going to pick the the route that's closest that she can finish the task. Most efficiently. So that's going to organize the skeletons, detouring, and going to help DJ Bones over there.
1: <laughs> DJ Dead Bones.
3: DJ Deadbones.
1: All
0: this being said, as you leap down the stairs and you hit the bottom of the stairwell. All right. So that brings us to Banked.
1: Cool. Has, uh, I was going to say Erno. That's not right. Raida? Is Raida still pretty close to me? She is within five feet of you. Oh, awesome. Well, I am going to flex my wings and I'm going to smack her with my longsword. You're out of spells, though, right? I am out of spells, but I do okay. got cantrips and I got a longsword.
0: Yes, warlocks are made of cantrips.
1: Indeed. So that is a 14 to hit. That is not going to hit. Oh, well, actually, I have inspiration. Greg, is that a 1d6?
2: Good question. Let me find out. Bonus action. So 1d6.
1: Great. That's a 15 to hit. Meets it. Oh, does it? Interesting. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, I do nine points of magical slashing damage, and I also deal an extra four points of necrotic damage. Wow. That's 13? That's 13 points of damage in one round, yes.
0: Ooh, she's not looking very happy at all. All right, anything else you do on that round?
1: I'm going to position myself, so that way it's harder for her to leave where I am without making an opportunity attack.
0: Okay. So now it is Bambi's turn. Bambi is currently chewing on a bit of hawk. But there are some dretches moving by her. As there is movement in her peripheral vision, she's going to refocus on the dretches, and she's going to all fours skitter toward one of the dretches and pounce on it. And just go to town. Hit miss hit the bite hit so that is 2d6 all right that is going to be a fun 10 damage right then and there and the claw the claw so she has bloodied this thing like a lot and now the dretch is focusing on bambi raida's turn she is going to use her benign transposition because she is also a conjurer. A hole is going to open in the floor beneath her and she's just going to wave by as she pops down and pops up next to Greg and takes a whack at him.
1: And that was right, you said?
0: Yes. Benign transposition is a 30-foot teleport.
1: Yeah, with the school of, with the school of conjuration. I got
0: you. Yes, conjuration school. All right, so, Greg.
2: Ah, uh, jeez. Wait, what am I going to do?
0: You're taking a hit, unless, of course, it doesn't meet your armor class. Does a 14 hit? No. So this shadowy longsword is just going to bink off of your shell, and well, you're just going to look confused for a 2nd going to use their move action to try and step back. You don't have any weapons directly on you readied at the moment, do you?
2: No weapons readied. Unless my like, claws are weapons. Actually, it's one of the things that it says. It says uh, my reaction. I have opportunity attack. Is that a thing?
0: Perfect. Do that.
2: I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the thing, I guess. The claw.
0: The claw.
2: <gasps> I did it. Ooh. So I, have, so I rolled a 25, and the damage is six.
0: You have finished this pompous woman. Really? How do you want that to play out? Can't use Matt Mercer's catchphrase. (laughs) Describe that for me. Paint me a word picture.
2: Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure Greg is just like... Because first of all, when when she attacked him, he just kind of, out of reaction, just like swiped. (laughs) And then she like falls to the ground, and he's just like, wait, what? Uh, cool. (laughs) I did it. I'm the hero.
0: All right. So... You uh, (laughs) can't say it. I won't say it. All right.
2: Yeah, but you want to say it.
0: I do. (laughs) So Greg slaps a (laughs) a
2: Yes, Greg slaps a (laughs) a. (laughs) He, like, literally backhands her.
0: (laughs) So Greg turns and deftly pimp slaps Raida. (laughs) And she just crumples to the floor. Perfect. Covered in burns and stab wounds and all manner of other things crumples like a heap at the foot of the mighty Greg. Greg, it is now your turn.
2: Oh yeah, I gotta do things.
0: Oh my god, the fire. I totally forgot about the fire. (laughs) And also the demons. Oh, there's there's demons! demons. Their control is gone. They are now just loose demons. Sorry. Oh
2: Oh boy. And wait, 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 wait. But where's Hawk?
0: Oh, he's dead. And his face and neck have been consumed by Bambi. They are now... Resting comfortably in her undead belly.
2: So we won. That's good. We just have to take care of the fire that's everywhere.
1: And also, our master may or may not die.
0: Yeah, that's kind of important. It is your sire, Greg. Yeah.
2: Wait, am I supposed to care? No, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That man is nothing to me.
0: Just to add a little bit of complication, that's when the sun rises and a shaft of light passes through and you'd feel that itchy pain of a sunburn because it's now lighting up the area near the bookshelf, a so shaft I have, of sunburn. I,
2: I have the shaft.
0: <laughs> it's one bad mother, shut your mouth. I'm only talking about shaft. I love it. Shaft. I used to
2: love those movies. Like,
0: anyway, totally
2: unrelated. I guess I have to use my action to get away from the shaft. A delicious bird. He wants to jump into it. So I'm going to use that action to scurry to the corner. Is there a corner of the room where there's shadow?
0: There might be at the base of the stairwell, but it's in the opposite direction of the burning books.
2: Damn. I'm going to go away from... You know what? No. I'm going to move slightly away, I guess, but I'm not going to move totally away. Because I'm gonna cast presidiviate divin. Where I definitely didn't say that correctly.
1: You're getting closer
0: though. Conjugal visitation. Yeah, that. Totally.
2: One. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm gonna do another shelf. I guess the second most expensive group of books.
0: Perfect. Just one shelf over. Yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> and suddenly the flames die out they flare for a moment as if some burst of methane has reached them and then suddenly die out
1: uh did you fart on me to give me bardic inspiration is that how that worked so
2: it turns out yes yes i did
1: <laughs> perfect
0: <laughs> oh fartomancy,
1: fart-o-mancy. <laughs> all right <laughs>
0: Uh, I was going to say, by the way, DM,
1: are there curtains in this place?
0: There are curtains, but uh, they are at the windows, and you are most decidedly not at the windows. You must rush through the flames to reach them. Sure. Greg, is there anything else you want to do?
2: Well, I don't think there's anything else I can do, because I think bardic inspiration is the only thing I can cast. And I don't know if I can give inspiration to Bambi in her state. I feel like this is not a good idea. So I'm going to stay with doing nothing. I'm just going to toot a little bit and then just be like, okay, I'm good.
0: So now it's the tweens. The tweens are going to make a run down the stairs. Let's hope that they don't go rushing out into the courtyard, because that would be dumb. I guess it would totally be dumb of them to do something like that. Uh, Back around to Esma. You know what? We used it before. Bent, this will be somewhat familiar to you. A flowing, shadowy space fills up in the area between Esma and these rushing dog-pig-bat-demon things.
1: Mm, Not again.
0: (laughs) Tendrils of darkness just rise up. You hear this slurping sound Mm. as they reach out for the dretches. And they are going to get to make some saves. Dretch number one, natural one. Dretch number two, natural four. Dretch number three is in contact with Bambi and is not going to rush into the tentacles. The dretches has rushed in. They are all restrained and will take 3d6 bludgeoning damage. Wow, that's a lot. Yes. Aren't you glad that you made your save when you had the chance?
1: <laughs> is that our first EP as Roxfall Everyone Does? Aren't you glad you made your save when you had the chance? <laughs>
0: That's going to be 12 damage. Those dretches are not going to die from that, but they are definitely not going to be happy, and they are going to be restrained. It is the dretches' turn. They get to make their save to break free. Fail. Fail. They are restrained. Now, let's take a look at that spell. If they cannot break free... Interesting. All right. So at the beginning of their next turn, they're going to take 3d6 more bludgeoning damage, unable to save, because they are restrained. The one that is in melee with Bambi is going to try and bite and claw her face off. Exciting. Roll some attacks. Okay, so both of those are actually going to... No, actually one of them is not going to hit the other is not going to hit. So only a bite. 1d6 piercing damage. Poor Bambi. Only one damage. Wow. And that brings us past those demons turns to Sanjana.
3: So I guess you cut out when I had asked, you said you got, I got to the stairs and I said at this point is it closer to get to the, the skeletons or detour and get to um, Khalid?
0: Oh yeah, I definitely missed that. So then in terms of your earlier question, at this point, you'd have to go up the stairs and out the front door to get to Khaled. You'd have to go down the hall to reach the skeletons. So right now, it is the end of your turn we will reach the skeletons. If you choose to turn back now, it'll take you another two turns to get to Khaled.
3: No, so I'll tell the skeletons, uh, come with me. <clears throat> They're going to follow me. And then we're going to go to Khaled. That's, that's my intention.
0: You enter into the holding pens with the skeletons. You find all of the castle skeletons standing around. As soon as you enter the room, they all turn toward you in unison and start chittering. And one of them is in a chef's hat with a penciled-on mustache.
3: She seems adorable.
0: <laughs> that is the end of your turn. That brings us to Bambi, who is going to continue trying to eat a dretch. Oh, wow. Okay, so Bambi rolled a 19, a 17, and an 18. Those are all going to hit. And just to see how bad it is, let's start rolling, shall we? Okay. In a very frightening display, Bambi is going to grab the dretch by the shoulders and tear down with her fingernails. Those who are watching can see that one of her fingers bends back and snaps out of position as she's tearing downward, and rends through this thing's arms, tearing its muscles away from its bone, and the arms of this demon are hanging limp as she bites down into its face, and it screams hideously as she bites through its eyes and chews into its brain.
1: Mmm, disgusting.
0: And it dissolves into this greenish black goo, melting and dripping down Bambi. But the goo puts out the flames that were still licking at her clothing. So, you know, bright side. That brings us to.
1: You actually skipped my turn, by the way.
0: I did? I'm so sorry. It's okay. Let's make that up now. Banked, my apologies.
1: It's okay. Cool. I am going to spread my wings, I'm going to head out the window, and I'm going to go to try, I'm going to use my action to dash in the air to try to locate the Belkara to help Khaled.
0: Flying through the smashed window? Yep. Alright. You don't have to go very far. You are now out the window, and you are maybe 45, 50 feet up? Um, And you can see that Khaled is floating at about 20 feet down from you. And Bump is trying to put the Balgura in a submission hold and choke it out. But the Balgura is swinging the flesh golem around like a ragdoll on its
1: neck. How bad does the Balgura look?
0: (sighs) About as bad as and and Bump do.
1: Okay, so instead of dashing, as I've just left and I've seen everyone's here, I thought they were much farther away. Cool. Uh, I'm actually going to use my action to... If I Eldritch Blast the Belgura, would I hurt? Bump? I just
2: turned the volume off.
0: I'm sorry. Greg, are you saying something? sombra? Please bear with us as we resolve our technical difficulties
2: i went to go and grab cookies.
0: Okay, oh, get me some. <laughs> That's such a mood.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. I
0: don't understand this young speak, what do you mean by mood?
1: As in, I relate to the idea of bringing your computer to go get cookies and then your computer falls and everything is a disaster.
2: Sorry, all the problems that I've been having is related to these cookies, by the way. <laughs> uh sorry.
1: Do we want to know
0: what's in those cookies?
2: Yes. They're meringue cookies.
0: Ooh.
2: Obviously the listeners want to know the fact that like when they hear random talking and like smashing, it's me trying to figure out meringue
0: cookies. Sorry.
1: Sponsored by the original creator of meringue cookies. You know
0: what? I'll take that sponsorship. I'll take that sponsorship to hell and back.
1: So <laughs> my my original question, Scott, was mm. can I Eldritch Blast the Bulgura without hurting bump?
0: It's a single target attack, right?
1: Yes, it is. Then absolutely. Perfect. Okay, then I'll, I will try to do so then. I'm yeah. going to attempt to hit the Bulgura. That is a 15 to hit.
0: How far are you from this thing? And by the way, you were afraid of it before, but now now that you can see it, you're not getting any closer. I'm just letting you
1: know. That's Um, fine. I mean, Eldritch Blast has a range of 120 feet. I assume it's not... Which
0: reminds me, you do need to roll with disadvantage because you are afraid of it.
1: That is a 12 to hit. That does not hit. Okay. The
0: unintentional quiver of your palm from the distance that you're at, it just flies
1: wide. Okay. I will use as much of my movement, the rest of my movement that I have to get closer.
0: Or no, I can't get closer. Cool. So that brings us to Sanjana. Wait, no. Banked. I had accidentally skipped you and done Bambi. Raid is going to make another death save. And Greg. Greg, it is your turn yet. Once more. Yeah. Put the cookies down, Greg.
2: (laughs) But they're so good. (laughs) All right. So, but there's still demons everywhere, right?
0: They are currently being wrapped in the slimy embrace of some black tentacles from hell.
2: Do I have to kill them?
0: There's currently a lot of fire around.
2: True. So I'll go to the third most expensive books.
0: You have a choice to make. The third most expensive books are past the Shaft of Light. But the least expensive books are parallel to the Shaft of Light.
2: Oh, this is a predicament. Indeed. Because on one hand, I like expensive things. And on the other hand, Khaled can shove it.
0: (laughs) Play the character, not the game.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm more concerned about Bambi being on fire, but she's no longer on fire.
0: No, she's currently drenched in demon guts and chewing, like, a lot.
2: So what is the thing that I can do? I could just, like snap out like a little section of fire that's closest to me
0: you could do that
2: i think i'm gonna do that
0: it is done because magic
2: i can't really do anything else and i'm definitely don't care about Khaled struggling but i suppose i should start walking towards it do you know what no i will take care of the fire i'm gonna stay where i am
0: so that brings us to the tweens So, Banked, while you're flying outside of the Castle Keep, watching down on this horrifying scene of this monstrous creature fighting two other slightly differently monstrous creatures, you'd notice that the front door of the Keep starts to swing open. And now we're back to the top of the initiative order. Esma is going to, because she used Ivard's black tentacles, uh, she now has reset her benign transposition, and she is going to pop down through the floor and pop over past the dretches, and she is also going to use prestidigitation to put out some of the fire. As the dretches who begin their turn inside the ebar's black tentacles, the tentacles squeeze until they pop. It is your turn, Sanja.
3: Okay, so they're standing there?
0: Yes, the skeletons are standing there staring at you with their eyeless sockets. Uh,
3: Like, okay, does Sondra know their level of intelligence? I'm just assuming that they're skeletons.
0: They are mindless. They follow orders, but they are mindless.
3: Listen, Master needs us now. Okay, Follow. Fight.
0: And they start claymation-style walking following you.
3: Okay. All right, as fast as she can get them, we're going to head toward Khalid.
0: So you are fast enough that you can fly up one flight of stairs. Skeletons are pretty fast, actually, because they don't have all that, you know, meat holding them back. (laughs) They're lagging behind a little bit, but they can kind of keep up with you. Okay. Balgra is going to reach backwards to try and tear bump off, but he can't seem to find a good grip meanwhile khaled he's gonna light him up with magic missile pelt him with arcane darts and the Balgara is going to turn and just roar at khaled uh and now it is your turn banked
1: cool i'm gonna try to unterrify myself
0: that roll that wisdom save
1: sure (laughs) 12 nope cool uh i'm still gonna try to hit it though eldritch blast first time that's a 24 to hit, and second time is a... (sighs) It's 9 to hit.
0: 9 is not going to hit, but I applaud the effort. Sure. That brings us to Bambi, who is... Oh boy, that might actually be really bad. The nearest living thing is Esma. She's going to pounce for Esma. Okay, 4 is not going to hit, but an 18 does. So does 15. Um, Alright, so that is two claw attacks. Greg, you are the last one in the room. And through this shaft of dusty light, as little motes of dust fly through the air, you can see through this beam of light, your little buddy, Bambi, covered in blood and demon ichor, pounce on Esma and tear at her robes and leave large gashes And Esma drops the ground with Bambi on top of her.
2: How much intelligence does Bambi have at this point?
0: Bambi's not in there.
2: Damn. So not four intelligence points. I don't want to attack Bambi. I'm going to try something. Okay. (laughs) I have this luxurious velvet cape. Yes. And I'm going, I'm going to try and wrap it because Bambi is tiny. Bambi is little. Okay. And Greg is like ginormous. So his cape is obviously ginormous. Yes. So he's going to try to walk behind her while she is doing the thing she's doing and like wrap her in the velvet cape and like tie it up so she has no idea what's going on and kind of like drag her.
0: So, I love this plan. I'm all for it. I have just two complications for you. Yes. One, between you and Bambi is this shaft of golden morning sunlight. And also, Bambi is far enough away that you can't sneak up on her and reach her. But you can run full bore and reach her.
2: I'm going to have to run. Greg is just thinking like, okay, I got to save Bambi because Bambi is a precious little innocent person, despite all of this eating of people. (laughs) You know, whatever. He knows about this, right? Or does he not know about this?
0: Know about what?
2: The fact that she turns into a mindless, like...
0: It had probably come to your attention at some point that Bambi was a mindless creature when, when asleep. Yeah. Although this sort of thing has never happened before because no one has been stupid enough to sneak up on her when she's sleeping.
2: Well, (laughs) it turns out that Greg is that dumb.
0: All right. So I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw to avoid the shaft of light that will burn you if you fail.
2: Well, Greg rolls a 17.
0: That is just enough to take half damage from the beam of sunlight. So, sunlight sensitivity. As soon as you move through it, You're going to experience the most intense, burning pain all throughout your entire body, or specifically one half of your body, that the pain then radiates to the other side as you pass through this beam of light. As you emerge on the other side, having taken 10 points of radiant damage.
2: So uh, so I I have to take 10 points of damage?
0: Yes. Running through the beam of light. It could have been 20.
2: That's good, because I'm now still alive.
0: (laughs) You emerge on the other side, sizzling, and bits of your skin are popping with second-degree burn blisters, and it looks pretty gnarly. Nice. This was not a fun experience for you. (laughs) It hurt the entire time.
2: I mean, his, his attitude towards death has not changed.
0: All right, Nihilist. Okay, so you're on the other side. Shall I assume that you are continuing to run full bore at Bambi? Yes. Awesome.
2: And his cape is off right now.
0: In that case, because this is awesome and because this is fun and cool, just make an attack roll.
2: Bam! Oh, I rolled a 14.
0: Well, I have good news for you. That is enough to connect. Like trying to throw a blanket over a house cat, you have managed to encompass the ghoul creature. And now I need you to make a athletics check to subdue this vicious, mindless creature.
2: I'm just, I wanted to check my stats, because I'm just like, oh god, what is this going to be? I rolled a six.
0: Yeah, an arm and a head has broken out from under your cape, and you have not fully entangled this creature. But you have grappled it. It's not moving anywhere, but now it's looking at you. Oh, hi. And Bambi isn't in those eyes. Okay. Next up on the initiative order will be the tweens. Bengt, you notice that the the door that opened before, you see two young tieflings Uh, rush out into the courtyard, and they stop in their tracks as soon as they see the terrifying scene that has unfurled before them. Uh. One of them stands stock still, but the other starts... Crying. Loud enough that you see the Balgara turn its head and note them. Let's go back to Esma. She is going to need to make a death saving throw. That's one fail. Uh, Hawk is already dead. So Sanjana, it requires your action, your move, and your bonus action in order to get to the top of the stairs this round with skeletons in tow. But you do make it to the top. And the first thing that you notice as you approach the main double doors of the keep, there are two 11-year-old boys standing agog at the scene that is unfurled before them.
3: Oh, good grief.
0: And because you are out of actions, it is now the Balgras' turn. Reaching behind him, he manages to get a firm grip on Bump's leg, and with a roar, tears the flesh golem free and flings him at you and the tweens. Make a dex saving throw.
3: I rolled a seven.
0: Oof. In that case, a stitched golem comes flying in your direction. You and the tweens are going to take... four points of damage. Ugh!
3: I'm at four, so... I am down.
0: Oh. In that case, I should introduce a house rule that I use. In my game, if you take damage to drop you to exactly zero hit points, then you are unconscious but stable. (laughs) Uh, No death saving throws. The children are going to make their save, so they're merely knocked to the ground, but they are not carried back into the building like you are.
3: Poor Sancho. She needs a nap.
0: And that brings us to Khaled. He is going to use Magic Missile once more and just pepper... You know what? No. Let's give him a more interesting spell. Ah, fine. He'll use Disintegrate at 7th level instead. Ooh. Dexterity saving throw by the Balgara. A natural 20.
1: Does Disintegrate do half damage?
0: On a successful save, doesn't seem like anything happens. That's unfortunate. This sort of ugly green beam fires from the tip of Khaled's finger and passes through the Balgura's uh, hairs, leaving a bald patch but ultimately hitting the ground before it, leaving a small crater. And that is Khaled's turn. Banked. you are up. The Balgura has moved itself closer to you. Let's first get your, your wisdom saving throw.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow, 19. Finally, Finally success. Great, that's great. Right, okay, well, it's moved closer to me, you said? Yes. How far am I from everyone? So you're like
0: 50 or so feet up in the air. Aside from your distance vertically, not that far, 15, 20 feet.
1: Oh, interesting, okay. How close am I from the children?
0: The Balgura did, in fact, throw them and Bump and Sanjana
1: through into the building. Okay. So- The kids are inside. Okay, that's better. I am going to use my 30 feet movement to go on the opposite side to try to lead the Balgura away from the building. Make a persuasion check. Sure, okay. I'm actually okay at that. (laughs) Uh, I got a (laughs) 8. It sees you,
0: but it focuses in on the children.
1: That's fine, that's fine. After using my movement, I am going to attack with uh, an Eldritch Blast. That is a nat 20 to hit. Cool. So, 4 and 2, that's 6. 6 plus my Agonizing Blast is 10 force damage. And on top of my 4 necrotic damage is 14. Now it notices you.
0: It is Bambi's turn, Greg. Oh boy. Bambi's going to turn on you and lunge for you.
2: Do I get to do something?
0: Oh no, these are attacks. So, an 8, an 11, and a 17.
2: My armor class is a 17.
0: In that case, the last one, the 17, hits you.
2: Ow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm already, like, sizzling and, and full of, like, second-degree burns.
0: You're going to take five points of slashing damage?
2: Ah, uh, you know. Could have been better.
0: I am also going to need you to make a constitution saving throw.
2: That's, like, the throw that I can't do? Because I have, like, zero constitution.
0: You have zero constitution? Really?
2: Yeah. I thought
0: you were a beast.
2: Constitution? No. I See, I'm very strong, but I'm also just, I have no constitution whatsoever. I'm just an old dude. That's really what it comes down to. I'm like incontinent.
1: He's an old beefy boy.
2: Beefy boy.
1: Being incontinent and being strong, I think, are two different things.
2: Those <laughs> exactly. are two different things.
0: <laughs> they are different. Although, some would argue, if you're not wearing your
1: weight belt, related. <laughs> Wait, incontinent is like your bowel movements, right?
2: Oh yeah, like his bowel is b is is
1: his poop is, and pee. Okay, I was like, I, I, th- I think I know the definition of that word.
2: <laughs> he, no, you do, you do. Okay. You got it totally right. He needs to find the toilet quickly, but he's got the guns.
0: Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now. Gotta go. Gotta
2: anyway, go, gotta so go, I have man. to, I have to roll this, right? And I roll.
0: Yes, you roll a d twenty plus. Nothing, I guess.
2: Plus zero. Yeah. And I rolled a 19.
0: <laughs> That'll do. Because this is homebrew, uh, you will not find out what happens when you fail Bambi's saving throw. That brings us to Greg's turn, although Raida is going to make a death save.
2: Now, is Another she- Another fail.
1: Oh. Gonna... Aww. Aww. Heal her.
2: <laughs> oh, no. I also don't have any healing spells that I know of.
1: You don't have any healing spells.
0: <laughs> but medicine checks are a thing. Just letting you know. Okay.
2: Yeah, but I'm Greg. I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah. No, Greg. <laughs> uh,
2: and I absolutely can't use hideous laughter on Bambi, right?
0: Not intelligent.
2: My jokes are really funny, though.
0: No. Although, I'm interested to find out what your hideous laughter incantation is.
2: I have things.
0: So that brings us to Greg's turn. So Greg, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when baby comes? Can
2: I through? slap her without hurting her?
0: You can choose to do non-lethal damage.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna slap her, like, but like lightly. We'll be like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not, because you hurt me. You hurt the Greg, but I am sorry. I'm gonna feel horribly guilty about this. All right. I'm so it's- sad right now. Greg is gonna have to choke him. About- Greg is not happy about what's going on. This is not going to be good. Or maybe it is. I got an eight.
0: Eight to hit? Yeah. Oh, that's not going to do it.
2: Well, I was iffy about it. (laughs) I just enraged her more, didn't I?
0: Yeah, possibly. The tweens are going to immediately start tending to Sanjana and because they have dealt with some injuries of their own and for a while they've become slightly proficient at making sure they're properly bandaged and because they're both working on her they get advantage yeah that's not going to be good enough all right so they do not successfully revive sanjana sorry esma is going to make another death saving throw okay that's another failure
1: what what are esma's saving throws looking like
0: two failed saves okay cool that brings us back to Sanjana's turn, which I might as well skip because you are unconscious but stable. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Back to the action. Now the Balgura has turned his attention on you, banked, and he is going to make a leaping bound for you. Mm. It's going to run and jump and try and lift his hand real high up. Uh, 20 feet plus... And its fingers are just going to barely miss the bottom of your feet.
1: Well, that's terrifying.
0: It's going to land real hard and skid to a stop, tearing chunks of grass with it and just <laughs> at you. How bad is it looking, by the way? It's pretty roughed up, not going to lie. That brings us to Khaled's turn. He is out of that level of spell. He is out of that level of spell. Eh, fine. If you got nothing else... Okay, okay, okay. So a third level magic missile is going to look like 10 points of damage, and it is going to drop to one knee, shake its head and stand up real fast, and turn to face Khaled. Banked, you're up.
1: Cool, another Eldritch Blast, Heading gets Way. That is an 18 to hit. That will do. Cool, so that is two points of force damage, Plus my four Agonizing Blast is six points of force damage, plus four Necrotic. So ten points damage total.
0: Impressive. So let me just do a quick math calculation here. Sure. As you cast the Eldritch Blast, a Railgun Sonic Boom chunk of Kyanite passes through... The creature's arm and shoulder tearing a gory chunk hole out of its body, and buckets of this greenish-blue blood substance dumps out onto the ground. Yeah. It's breathing real heavy and looking around wild-eyed
1: and feral. I'm going to look at Khaled, and I'm going to be like, it's pretty close to being dead. Um, perhaps we should finish it before it tries to head inside. Talking
0: his reaction. Agreed. So that brings us back to Bambi. Fail. 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 Uh, you don't get hit, Greg. She's just clawing at, at your shell and trying to like bite at the hard parts.
2: Hmm. Good.
0: And Raida. <laughs> Natural 20. She's back up with 1 She's HP. She's back up? No. <laughs> with that, she is now o- awake, conscious, and bleeding profusely rubbing her face where she took a real good backhand and she's going to start crawling away toward the stairs. Greg, it is your turn.
2: I...
1: throw something.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm going to have... Well, what do I have near me but books? <laughs> I'm going to throw Bambi at her.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> But sure.
2: Bambi's also tied up, like, a little bit.
0: A little bit, but sure. This would be a strength... Uh, I... Ha, um, I don't think you can throw this distance. I'm sorry. No matter no matter how strong you are,
2: I have a plus five. Yeah, wait. How much? How big is Bambi?
0: Bambi is a medium sized creature, the same as you. Bambi's like eh, ninety pounds. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I haven't checked her sheet in a while.
2: Hundred percent. Because like I, I'm like four hundred pounds.
0: You know what? Yes, you should throw people more often.
2: I've personally been thrown by people, and I'm just telling you that someone that is, like, Greg's size can throw someone that's Bambi's size.
0: Oh my goodness, you've been thrown by people as an adult?
2: I mean, I'm (laughs) five foot.
0: You know what? Bambi is actually kind of your height. Yeah. But she's also wiry and trying to bite you.
2: Wiry for five foot is, like, 95 to 110 pounds.
0: Sure, sure. Wow me with the strength athletics check.
2: Okay, please work.
0: This is for all the marbles.
3: Oh, honey! I can roll her right across the
0: room. Because this is fun to me, I'm going to rule of coolness. this. <laughs> you toss Bambi. And she flies through the air. Slow mo. <laughs> And Raia looks up and sees this white-eyed, decaying creature fly toward her and slam into her. And there is this whirlwind of broken fingers and teeth and blood. It is deeply unsettling. Well done with that turn. Well done.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. It's kind of (laughs) cool.
0: It is the tween's turn. And it is at this point that the skeletons come rushing up out from the stairwell and file past through the doorway and out into the courtyard to fight the Balgora. And they are just surrounding it and clawing at it, trying to wail at it with their bony claws. The Balgora now being surrounded by skeletons is going to do this one big arm swipe and try and take out as many as he can. And these skeletons go flying. A couple of bones break, but then quickly reform and run back into the fray. It's a blender down there. Khaled crosses his arms and flies closer to you. Banked.
1: Yes? What
0: condition did you leave my library in?
1: Well, it was being tended to by Greg. Uh, Esma was trying to help as well last time I saw. Uh, I hope they're both all right. I think we should check on them. Sure.
0: And he floats past you back through the broken window. You'll repair this later.
1: Um, Whenever. I head back into the tower as well.
0: Banked, you are privy now to the scene of a badly burned Greg. Oh, whoa. A bleeding out Esma. Oh my god. (laughs) A whirlwind of broken fingered claws and bloody maud Bambi just going to town on Raida's corpse.
1: I don't care about that.
0: By the way, there are also still quite a few bookshelves aflame. And the fire has not stopped spreading.
1: Huh. I'm going to try to stabilize Esma first.
0: Okay, uh, roll me a medicine check.
1: God, I'm so not good at this. Oh, uh, that's a five. It's not looking too good. I don't have anything. I'm like slapping her face. Uh, I'm gonna look to Greg and I'm gonna say, "Hey, Greg, do, do, can you get, can, can you help? I have no idea what I'm doing."
2: Uh, do I got anything I can help with? Ugh, oh, I got nothing.
1: So
0: it is Bambi's turn. She's going to continue chewing bits and chunks of. Uh, The formerly prideful right? uh, Greg, it is your turn.
2: So I'm just going to leave her to that, right?
0: Well, there's a shaft of light between you and
1: them, so...
2: Yeah, I'm just going to leave
1: her to it. They're fine, they're fine.
2: (laughs) It's fine. And, uh...
1: Esma here's dying out, though.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm going to go and try to help Esma. So I need to do a medical check, right? Indeed. Apparently I'm a doctor. I got a 22.
0: Ooh, nice. Uh, you've learned a couple of things in your time. Esma is now stable.
1: Oh, thank God.
0: Oh. But very much unconscious. There's a lot of nasty claw marks. It is not fun. It, it, she does not look well. That brings us to the tweens, who are tending to Sanjana's wounds. And that brings us to Esma, who is no longer needing to make death saves. Hawk is dead. Sanjana is unconscious. The Balgura is now in a bone blender and uh, has turned into basically flying ichor about the courtyard. And you're probably going to have to clean that up later. Except for the flames, combat's done. Colette is looking around his library, and he is not pleased, and he is going to start snuffing out fires uh, himself. I'm going to call combat done here, although at some point Bambi is going to need to be dealt with, but we'll just kind of skip past what happens there.
2: Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood surly turtle, Greg and your social media manager, DeSombro. Just cutting in for a quick shameless self-promotion to tell you to like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To take part in polls or ask questions that you'd like us to answer in future Wine and Spirits episodes, or just to enjoy some spicy memes. To find all our handles in one convenient place, you can visit us on our website at RFEDpod.com. If you like our show, sharing the show with your friends or leaving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice will really help us grow and reach more people. And if you have a project or a business you'd like to promote on the show, reach out to us at RFEDpod at gmail.com.
0: Over time, Khaled and Banked and Greg are able to get the fire under control, and there were some losses, some of them pretty rare books, others simple tomes that could be replaced if given enough time and effort. But this fire was contained within a couple of minutes of its starting. A day or so later, the Pitts family found a red tabard stashed in the mechanism of the porticolus trap. And they brought it to Khaled's attention immediately. And he was very intrigued by it. It came to light, unfortunately, that Nadim had in fact strangled Khaled's best friend. So despite your best efforts, he didn't get away with it because there was evidence stashed away that was found. When this came to light, he informed Esma once she awoke. She was very upset and she insisted that Nadim be placed in a prison cell. And that was that. You had to comply. Those two days later... You are all standing in Khaled's private study with Esma, and Khaled and she are talking and discussing. And after a certain point, Khaled is going to say to Esma, Now, there's one last thing that you can do for me. He reaches into his desk and he pulls out a large black anodized metal cover spell book with gray silver pages with a black cross. On the bottom side, two black cylindrical gemstones in the center, one after another, and then two large red semi-precious stones vertically at the top. And he pushes the spellbook toward her, and she tilts her head to one side, her eyes widen. Where did you get that? From my dearest
4: friend. He would never have parted with that.
0: Well, he's dead. In fact, when I found him still alive, bleeding under that portcullis, he wanted me to know that his terrible students had betrayed him and he would never be able to open his spellbook without keys from those ungrateful acolytes of his. Those hideous fools who had beaten and stabbed him. You see, I want the spells, Esma. They represent a lifetime of achievement by a practitioner I truly respected. And I also wanted to avenge my dearest and oldest friend in the world. But he was suffering, you see, Esma. He was suffering
4: so much. So I made sure that his ungrateful acolytes turned on one another. Are you wondering at all how I found your master? Nadim, came to me, he found him, and he sought me out. He was crying, poor thing, and he brought me to him.
0: So I took this haberd from him, and I strangled my dearest oldest colleague. The boy watched, but I altered his memory. As far as the young Nadim is concerned, he did strangle his master after finding him weakened, so filled with rage. And Esma is just shaking at this point, shaking with clenched fists. Now, as the histrionics ensued, I took care to make sure I kept the bodies of your fellow acolytes. I understand that each of them had a key. And he pulls out two dangling keys. And your master had one as well. And he pulls out a golden key from his desk. Now three keys are held in his hand. "'You see, there are four locks in this book, "'and I believe you have the fourth and final key. But the keys aren't enough, are they? "'There's a code.'
4: "'He pushes the book forward. "'Open the
0: book.' "'Esma reaches up to her neck. "'She pulls out a key, "'and she takes the other three keys from Colette, "'places each of them in the locks, in the black cross.
4: She turns the book to its side, and she
0: begins turning the keys. First, she turns and resets the top key, and then the top key again, and then turns and resets the bottom key, and the bottom key again, then the left, then the right, then the left, then the right. Then she pushes the left of the two red gems, then the right of the two red gems, and then one of the two black gems in the center and there's an audible click,
4: and the spell book unlocks. The acolyte
0: removes their keys, carefully lifts the cover, and Khaled reaches over with his bony white hand and slides the tome toward himself, leafing through the pages. Thank you. And then he mutters some arcane words and makes a few gestures, and the acolyte's eyes go wide and blank. And he turns and looks at her, and he says quickly, Your master was strangled by Nadim, who found him pierced by a trap gate after being beaten and stabbed by Hawk and Raida. During our conversation just now, I offered my sincerest condolences, and you agreed that I should keep your master's spellbook as his oldest and dearest friend and colleague. I offered you the opportunity to study necromancy, under me. But you declined. Instead, I offered you a letter of recommendation. But when you found a new master, and you accepted... And then he waves his hand. Esma's eyes flutter back. Thank you so much for that letter. It really means a lot to me. Khaled closes the book. Thank you for the book. Please, Contact me through sending when you have found a new master, and I'll prepare your letter with nothing but the highest praise, dear Esma. Thank you so much. I I know the spell. Would you be kind enough to teleport us to our master's circle? I I do not know that spell. Of course, my dear. Of
4: course. And our memory hasn't been... Oh, no. Not at all. After she leaves and whatnot, I decide to walk up to Khaled. Most of them had it coming. But Nadim? Collateral damage. Yes, but he's a child, sir.
0: I'm not certain I like your tone. You feel a sudden wave of weakness. It starts from your head and it radiates down to your toes. You immediately take 14 points of necrotic damage, Banked. Your vision ripples and begins to waver like staring up from beneath water. Everything is shaky and unfocused except for Khaled, who is shockingly clear. You have tunnel vision. His face and those unsettling matte black eyes begin to drip. Black fluid bleeding down his cheeks and collecting under his chin. Allow me to make one thing perfectly
4: clear. You exist solely to make my
0: life easier, not to judge me in any way. You may return to your cells in the catacombs. I will forget this conversation happened, but you will
4: not. And just like that, it's over.
0: The rippling and weakness is gone as quickly as it appeared. Khaled pulls a kerchief from the sleeve of his robe and dabs at the black ichor from his cheeks. He's already ignoring you.
4: Whatever.
1: Trauma queen. I walk out.
2: I knew it was him. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, he definitely killed his friend.
0: Thank you for listening to Rock's Fall, Everyone Dies. It would really help us if you subscribe, share, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme music is by Taylor Calice. additional sound effects courtesy of zapsplat.com, and our thumbnail art is by John Bliss. Find more of his work on Twitter, at John Bliss Art. Our episodes are produced by me and co-edited by our resident mushroom, Jin, who streams on twitch.tv slash Our social media manager is our favorite surly-tortled Sombra, You can find all of our social media handles and full show notes on our website, rfedpod.com.